0: We have the uh, audio of uh, Greg Gard going scorched earth on the NCAA. Get your reaction to that coming up here. We'll get to the uh, daily actions on in 10 minutes. Uh, We'll go Packer mode in the 7 o'clock hour. Get you ready for Packers 49ers. We'll get to the D-Bag vote. I don't even know if it is a vote at this point because we had two. Now we have two separate NCAA. They're on the D-Bag list twice, but it's, it's ultimately getting back to the same organization. Yep. Um, you know, you had the, the the nomination for the kid from Memphis who was suspended for taking uh, illegal benefits from moving expenses. <laughs> so his punishment is to pay back the moving expenses into a charity for 11000 So if the kid was so dirt poor that he had to basically take improper benefits yeah. so he could move, where is Where's he going to come up the eleven grand to pay back to a charity? I'm going to guess he's going to take some illegal benefits to pay back the eleven grand. So you're going to cheat to undo the cheating. Okay. Like, it's just the NCAA is so disgusting. Uh, 608-321-167. All right, here we go. This is Greg Gard after the game last night on the NCAA's ruling with Micah Potter. I was hoping common sense would prevail on this. Unfortunately, it didn't. And again, I, I just don't understand when we're in the business of trying to make these student-athletes experiences better. He's, his clock is ticking. The rest of us will go on. And the people that
1: are in those positions, in that committee, the NCAA staff, they obviously aren't, don't have their boots on the ground and understand the impact that this has on a young man and on his life and on his
2: future.
0: Now you can hear it in his voice, how pissed off he is. Again, my, my only uh, compliment to Greg Gardner, my biggest compliment I should say to Greg Gardner, is that he didn't drop five F-bombs. Well, go There's to the no one, way I get through that press conference without you see swearing.
3: The, the one that's labeled, um, he handled it, Micah Potter handled it better than Guard. Do you see that one on yeah, there? Yeah, you Play want that this one? one? Yeah. All right, here we go.
0: I rate this afternoon when, and Michael was the one that took the news better than anybody, better than me, than our administration, our compliance. It, feel it was such an injustice and I thought everything was done the right way.
2: But like I said, it's uh, it's unfortunate. It's, it's really a shame. It's a shame.
3: I was so irate. <laughs> if guard wasn't going to go scorched earth on him this afternoon, man. And why, how could you keep your cool in that situation? There's another clip on there where he talks about, it's like the most egregious thing in his 30 years of coaching that he's he's ever been a part of, it. like, it's maddening. He has no idea, like, why the decision is. And here's the thing. They won't tell you why they made the decision. The NCAA won't say All why. Right.
0: And, again, I, I, you know, you have Tom Izzo, and, again, I, I, I respect what Izzo's trying to do, but he's, he, he's quitting in protest over a kid that played every game last year. And by the way, Marquette, you know, at one point was the 10th ranked team in the country last year was looking like they were going to be a number one seed in a potential final four team. Um, You know, Micah Potter didn't even play last year uh, for a for a team in the big 10. I I mean, it just, you you know, the, the, the lack of consistency, the it's a moving target. It's just the NCAA. I I mean, it, it just, it doesn't make any sense. And it, it, you know, again, we, we, it's like I again I equated it to talking about this topic would be like going on the air and complaining about why it gets so cold in Wisconsin yeah. in February. It's like you like just... you know that's going to be the case. What did we really think this was going to end any differently? I mean, look, it doesn't make any sense, right? It, it it's, it's asinine. It is that asinine. a kid sits out the entire year, gets good grades, gets it signed off on by the previous school. There was nothing that Micah Potter in Wisconsin didn't do by the book to get him eligible as quickly as possible, and yet it still doesn't happen. So did we really think that anything differently would happen here? Because it's like you're waiting for common sense to kick in,
3: and that never applies with the NCAA. Common sense in NCAA is oil and water. I I mean, deep down in your plums, we knew that he was going to get denied, right? I mean, you pardon me think like I like, wanted to believe that the like you said, common sense would prevail. But then, when you use common sense and NCAA in the same sentence, it's like you're hammered drunk, like Charlie. Like it doesn't, this doesn't work. The NCAA, yeah, like you said, we could. It's like beating a dead horse. We've pounded this horse into dust. And when when has the NCAA ever done the right thing? Not not often.
0: Uh, and then again, you know, you go to the game we played two weeks ago uh, against St. Mary's, and there's a guy, a, a kid that plays right away who played last year Yeah, and gets eligible. Yeah, And I don't know what that dude's grades were. I can't imagine they were any better than a 3-5 at a Big Ten university. So it, it, it's just – it defies explanation. Well, I go to it, the
3: kid from Memphis too, Wiseman, who had to – so poor he had to have his uh, loan for his family to move. And like, okay, he's got to pay $11,500 back to a charity of his choosing to be able to play by January 12th. Well, how is he going to get that money, like you said? He's already poor. He needed the money to help his family move. Right. If you get a loan out, you get suspended from the NCAA too, though, because wasn't Chase Young sidelined for getting a loan? Yes. So uh, how do they expect the kid who is dirt poor to pay back eleven thousand five hundred dollars?
0: It you don't without taking benefits, right? So it's like, what are we talking about here? Um, it's you, you. You can't makes it's, sense it's, it's of in, insane behavior, but
3: then you can have coaches do whatever they want. Coaches can go quit in the middle of a season, go somewhere else. Coaches right. can can like promise the kid all this, and when kid gets there, the coach is like, "Oh, actually, I'm leaving, little Jimmy. Sorry, I'm going to here because I get paid more money." How's that fair to anybody?
0: It's uh, idiots. Yeah. It, it, again, I, I you know to try and do this topic the right way, w- w- would it, it. W- w- would imply that there, there's that we can understand it, right? Like, you know, if we do a topic of uh, Mike McCarthy gets fired, we can point to, well, should he have been fired during the season or should they have waited or was it because Ted Thompson didn't give him any good players or Mike McCarthy had lost the locker room? Like, we can point to tangible things, right? Wisconsin doesn't make the college football playoff last year, this year, even if they win the Big Ten. We can debate, well, they lost to Illinois. Yeah, they still beat Ohio State, but they lost to Illinois. Like, this topic... There's nothing I can point to. I can't say like, well, the NCAA did this with Micah Potter because of X and that became Y. There's no rationale There's for what they're doing. And so they, I, I can't even make sense of just like saying, this is why we're going to do this topic because this is what the NCAA was thinking. I don't know what the NCAA is thinking. Man. It makes no sense. And they'll
3: never tell you. And they'll never tell they'll you. They'll never say a word about it. We'll have to find one of those guys on the telephonic conference he had. Get him, Get him drunk. He has some loose lips. Only way we'll do it, Miller. But, um, but I don't even know how to find that out. I don't even yeah, know who's it, on the it, NCAA it, telephonic conference. It's
0: uh, it's disgusting, man. I uh, if you look, it, I, I know we have the smartest listeners. All I gotta do is listen to the first 20 minutes of the show every morning, well, yeah. and you know how hot take our listeners are. Maybe somebody out there has the answer. If I guarantee, there's somebody out there that's smarter than I and smarter than you, Ebo. Tough to believe some days, but we there's there's got to be an answer. I I don't have it. If you have it, you want to weigh in on the Michael Potter, what the NCAA's insanity is all about. 608-321-1670. We'll talk more about it. Take your phone calls. I know I got a win last night on the Daily Action Zone. We're itching our way back to 10 in a row. I want my locks back. My locks. What if Ohio State wins tomorrow and they're only – so what if they go to the Big Ten Championship game and Wisconsin beats them, but it's a close game and Ohio State would only have one loss and Wisconsin would have two. Wouldn't they still take Ohio? Who would then get in? Nelson, in your scenario, who gets in in that scenario? If if Wisconsin beats twelve and zero, Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, so you have ten and or eleven and two Wisconsin versus twelve and one Ohio State. Who gets the bid out of the Big Ten?
4: Well, that was the one where Wisconsin still had the better odds, if you remember correctly, wasn't it? Like if I remember off the top of my head, Wisconsin had like a forty some percent chance of making it, and Ohio State was like in the thirties.
0: I still think um, slicing the baseball razor thin and like putting in a deep fryer, like baseball chips. Is yeah, the I way think to that's go.
3: a good, that's a really good. But idea. I also
0: think it's never happening. Uh, Tom, welcome to the Joan Ebo Show.
5: Yeah, if uh, if that scenario happened, Ohio State's definitely going. You know that. I mean, they're gonna I, that's what
0: I'm saying. I think you'd yeah. want Penn State to win tomorrow. I think that's your that's, only shot at for Penn State wins tomorrow, and then you beat Penn State in the Big Ten championship game. I think if Ohio State wins tomorrow, that that lowers Wisconsin's odds. I think you got to yeah. be a Penn State fan tomorrow.
5: Well. You know the odds are against the Badgers, no matter what. Even if they were undefeated. Yeah, that's
3: not happening. We Tom, need chaos, yeah. though, Tommy.
5: Listen, um, you know that's kind of conspiracy Friday. And I was—I got my own. And I was going to add to that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think getting rid of Grandal was a way to try to not have a lousy first baseman on certain days, loses maybe like four outs a season.
3: So they wanted to get rid of Grandal so not have a lousy first baseman occasionally.
5: Right. So then we would get back at least four more outs. Got gotcha. you.
3: What were you disappointed to see Grundahl sign at the White Sox?
5: Well, I'm a old White Sox fan from years ago when I used to smoke pot in the outfield. So, so <laughs> Hell I, yeah. I
3: don't see why I wouldn't be a, a fan better.
5: then. Yeah, they used to have fireworks. Tom, I want to go to a baseball night. game with you. They used to have fireworks <laughs> on Friday night. We'd sit right where they were blowing them off, and all the smoke and all the rockets going through. You the could smoke. hide it. It was It's like a supernova.
3: That's that sounds awesome, man.
5: Yeah, it was great. You guys have a good day. Thank you, you, Tom.
0: I just want to know. uh, Yeah, obviously the big news yesterday: Yasmani Grandal, uh, Nelson. What is the Brewers' plan right now?
3: Who do you got, Nelson? Manny Pena, Jacob Nottingham, and David Fritas.
4: David Fritas, who's like a quadruple A player, (laughs) one of Joe's faves.
0: Yeah, that we Nelson and I do love the thirty-year-old triple A guys. What I mean Obviously, Stearns knows what he's doing. So, so, can you guess, Nelson, what has what he's doing right now?
4: Well, I mean, when you look at what Yasmani Grandal got from the White Sox—four years, seventy-three million dollars—there's no way the Brewers were going to pay over $18 dollars million, $18 million a year for four years to keep him. Yeah, they just couldn't financially do that.
3: And um, yeah, so that's well, they paid Yaz what one-year deal for eighteen. Yeah, they paid him
4: roughly what he got. Yeah, and he bet on himself
3: to get a major contract, and that's what he did. Yeah, Brewers could never afford that. I mean, that's congrats
4: to him. He bet on himself and he won.
3: How do you think the White Sox are going to be coming up? They got Kopech coming back.
4: (sighs) He's coming back from Tommy John. I mean, I mean, who cares about White Sox? Yeah, I don't really care. So
3: if the if hang
0: on, if the Brewers can't afford Yasmani Grandal, and I get that. How are they going to afford Christian Yelich in two years? Because if, if yes, Cause, cause get baseball jerseys for
3: four hundred fifty dollars. Um, there he's going to get. Conspiracy what? Theory Friday. Hit the hit it for me. Hit it. The Milwaukee Brewers debuted their new jerseys earlier this week. Come to find out, they're four hundred and fifty dollars at MLBShop.com. The reason why they're that price: Conspiracy Theory Friday, to give Christian Yelich that contract money. When it is time to give him the money. End of story.
0: All right, Nelson, you were saying I like that, Evo.
4: Well, your boy Braun comes off the books for, what, $19 million a year yep. next year? There's a lot of extra money there.
0: That I mean, they're talking, you know I mean? If Bryce Harper, and he's better than Bryce Harper, and he's right there with Mike Trout, if those guys are getting three, 400 he's going to get $350 million on the open market. Can the Brewers pay Christian Yelich in two years, three hundred and fifty million dollars. Well, I think if he's maybe making, even more.
4: He's making roughly twelve million dollars or something around there right now. Then you add another nineteen.
0: Yeah, he's going to be making thirty to forty million a year.
4: That should put him right about where he should be getting paid.
0: So it'll probably be a what a seven to eight year deal, probably forty million a year, eight ten. Yes, yeah, three hundred and twenty, <sighs> three hundred and sixty. Well, if you million. just gave him
4: bronze money right now and. Added no other. I was gonna say,
0: do you think thirty-one million? If you took bronze, nineteen million. So you think 31, hey, it's 31,
4: 32 million Right.
0: Would thirty-two million a year get it done for ten years? Lifetime deal, ten year, 30, 30, 32 million a I year. I bet it for would be pretty years. close. And then could the Brewers afford that for ten? But wh- 10 years?
4: why wouldn't you pay that for a guy that's a basically an MVP and should have won it again this year?
3: Yeah, I agree. Miller, um, what would you yeah. do? That bronze money comes off the books. Oh. You know how Bryce Harper, he went from the Nats to the Phillies, and the Nats win the World Series? What would you do if they said, thanks for the career, Braun. You're no longer a Brewer. You can retire one, yada, yada, yada. And then the Brewers were to win the World Series the year after they got rid of Braun. Mm. What would you do? Man, that would probably put the ultimate, are you a fan of the player or the team first, to the
0: test. But here's the thing. You could argue as a cancer, then. No, here's the thing, Nelson. (laughs) Braun is such a team player and such a... Fan of Wisconsin, I bet he like plays for free in 2021. I bet he says to the Brewers, "I'll do it on the house. I'm gonna give say, me a dollar. I'll sign a one day or a one dollar contract for 2021. I'm gonna bet that uh,
4: Larissa will not approve of that."
0: He's got enough. That how much did he make off that clothing line? I bet he made $100 clothing lost money I made a hundred million off that clothing line. He yeah, he that.
4: That clothing do you line? own any Ryan Brown money Braun that Rembrandt?
3: Apparel? It looked. It was like yeah, I have a T-shirt. It was, it was even a trash or Affliction.
4: Yeah, do you own any of his actual brand line? Rem- Remedy, Remedy. Yeah, hell or yeah. like that. Who doesn't
3: own Remedy, Nelson? What is it, Ryan Braun clothing line? God, that was so gaudy and terrible looking.
4: Dude, yeah, let's it, be real. This is Ryan Braun. He ain't playing for free for a dollar,
3: whatever you want. Ryan Braun was charging like eighty dollars for a stupid-looking T-shirt. Okay, he ain't playing for free. Here's what
0: I'm gonna do. If anyone wants to join me, the I won't it do it. Called?
3: When when's
0: the last day of the season? Like the last September thirtieth, two thousand twenty. So on October first of two thousand twenty, I'm gonna start a GoFundMe remedy account for the Brewers to re-sign Ryan Braun. So if anyone wants to sign up on October first, two thousand twenty, make a
4: bet that says your GoFundMe doesn't even raise enough money. To make Ryan Braun have an appearance on the zone.
0: Oh well, that would be the fault. Yeah, if I can't get enough for the Brewers, then we'll just pay for a Braun appearance. He'll probably want to do. The, he'll probably want to be do the morning sports flashes on the Joe Google Nemo show. Google Ryan
3: Braun clothing line and then laugh. Just click images and then laugh. Remedy, R e m e t e e. Google it and look how gaudy and like wannabe Guido images. it is, and then just laugh at how ugly oh. that clothing is. Dude, that's just a That
0: was when affliction was added. This is like I mean. TJ
3: Maxx affliction. to <laughs> no TJ Maxx. Oh, look at that
0: cross! Oh, he's got a he's got a cross,
3: and he's got a, a two scepters. If I wear clothes like that, I have to kick my own ass.
0: Yeah, Bron, I will buy a remedy shirt right now. That's what Juicing does to
3: you. Makes you a fashion. What do they, they
4: cost right now? If they're still available.
3: I think Braun's paying people to take it out of his hands, mm. out, of his, out of his garage. Nelson, the, the company went like belly up like Man. a year later. There's gonna, gotta be some I'm going to Amazon. sure it's right still laying around. Yep. Alright, remedy get, clothing, it's on Twitter. Thank oh, you. No, they deleted I'm gonna it. get you a t-shirt during the
0: break. Stand by. Well oh, last time they tune in
3: 2011.
0: I found a remedy on eBay because it looks like the website the last sale they had was 2011. Yeah, 35% off. So I had to go to eBay, but I found a sweet Scully shirt, all over print in the guise of the good old affliction for 1995. If anybody's looking for a Christmas, I will retweet this. If anyone's looking for a Christmas gift for your boy, actions on radio, this beautiful 1999 Remedy. V-neck skull graphic tee, circa 2011. Ooh, remember V-necks? Um, yep. Or I rocked the a They have the a. This one is badass too. A Remedy Men's Western Pearl Snapback Brown pro Plaid oh. Cross Shirt. What? What? Um, I feel like if
3: like if you like lived in the Jer- at the Jersey Shore and you partied with. DJ Pauly D and Vinny and all these guys, you rocked this. This was stuff. the
0: situation before yeah, the he went situ-
4: to prison. Was this, rocking
3: the the cross yeah. snapback.
4: Conspiracy back. theory Friday, since it was last tweeting around 2011, which was around the same time there was a lot of rumors going around that Ryan Braun was potentially using.
3: Yep, he was hanging out with the Jersey Shore crew. He's
4: hanging out with the Jersey Shore crew. He's dressing like them. We we're obviously and they stopped tweeting around the same time. He's trying to stay low key.
3: Ryan Braun wanted to be part of the Jersey Shore, so he did Remedy Clothing Brand and started pumping up steroids. Uh, Cabs are. are here. Cabs are here.
0: I just put the link out on uh, Action Zone Radio. So. Jersey Shore. I was more of a party down south yeah, kind like of guy. Half those dudes are like in prison now. <laughs>
3: that that <star> bright. <laughs> Have you ever watched Party Down South? It's the hillbilly version of Jersey Shore. <laughs> I missed That it was one. hilarious. I
0: just gotta get out. I, I I gotta get on this remedy. Uh all right, 608-321-167. We were talking about Michael Potter and uh, the insanity of the NCA. Yosmani Grandal. Um, gone. If you want to weigh in on that, what is the Brewers' okay, plan? Can I ask right though? Now?
3: What are the Brewers going to do at catcher? I mean, I'm not comfortable having Manny Pena. And Jacob what, Nottingham. There's nothing. The, like the, there's literally
0: <laughs> nothing. But there's nothing. Uh, the free agency. That's what I'm saying, Nelson. What the free agency crop? Like the best free agents in baseball are like 35 plus years old. Like there are no good young. Like it's a mess. I, like how do the Brewers? I don't know what they do to answer your question, Evo.
4: Well, I mean, the the catching market right now, there's not a ton out there, and there's even less for guys that are under the age of thirty.
3: Dude, we were listening because the news broke about Yasmani Grandal and Nelson. And I were listening to Bill Michaels show yesterday. How we looking? And then it was. Please don't it-
0: talk about the turkey again.
3: <laughs> don't get me started on the stupid turkey. But it sounded like there was a death in the family for the Bill Michaels show after Yasmani signed with the White Sox. Didn't it sound like that, Nelly? Like it sounded like everyone was depressed and like crying. And someone died because Yasmani signed with the White Sox. But at the same time,
4: it was more or less expected, especially once you started seeing Traffic figures easier. coming out that the the Brewers were looking to sign him for a short period of time, and he was already having long long term deal offers that were like fifteen to twenty did, million dollars.
3: Did you expect Yas to come back to the Brewers? I
4: actually thought during the season I thought it was he a bu- might. Yeah,
3: I thought he was gonna.
4: During because his option was for another year at roughly eighteen million dollars, where it was. But once there was leaked uh, offers that multiple teams had offered him four years for 16 to $20 million, there was no way he was coming
0: back. Okay, Nelson, can I tell you something amazing? Yes. Uh, David Fritas, who spent last year in AAA, just had three days ago his 30th birthday. So, Nelson, he is <laughs> he now in – I'm looking at David Fritas' MLB – he has 15 career bats. He was a 15th-round draft pick. In in 2010, he was born in 1989, just turned 30. Nelson, what have we always said our recipe is for Brewer success? Yep. The Crash Davis, what position, by the way, did Crash Davis play in the movie Bull Durham? Catcher. He was a catcher. Hello? 30. We got a 30-something year old AAA guy. Does any mate does any manager, general manager love? 30-year-old AAA guys more than David Stearns. He, that guy, know if you're a 30-year-old and you play in AAA, David Stearns, your phone is ringing.
3: Yep, yep he is in
0: David Fritas, Brewers AAA catcher, the future.
3: It's like when Ted Thompson saw a D3
0: recruit, right. he's like, hell yeah. And Fritas was 29 last year. He's now in that golden age. He's a 30-plus, 30-something-year-old AAA player. Has anyone
4: been keeping tabs on Eric Kratz? <laughs> Now, what is hey, Kratz, I mean, He might be four, he 40, he though. He might hit
3: 40. Yeah, 40's no good. It's that. that Ooh, no, Eric Kratz, Kratz is 39. He'll turn 40 June 15th. Mm, so, so Kratz might still be sign in play. Sign him for
4: half a season and cut him once he turns 40. And he's a, currently a free
3: agent? <laughs> yeah, he can play until he's 40. Kratz is currently
0: a free agent. Well, but he, this, we got to get him under a triple A roster first. Because yeah. this guy, Freetas, is currently in He's in San Antonio. So this guy checks all the boxes. Thirty
3: something catcher in triple. So I don't know why we're questioning what the Brewers are gonna do with catcher. Sorry. We have figured it out. It's Dave, gonna be Fritas. David, I apologize. No, sorry to doubt you, David Fritas, but you are the you are the apple of it. David Stearns <laughs> eye, right? David now. David
0: Stearns, David
3: Fritas, I apologize. I'm looking
0: at uh,
4: Kratz's year last year, probably a pretty good thing that the Brewers ended up signing Yasmani since Was he the Rays? between the San Francisco Giants and the Tampa Bay Rays, he combined to hit one oh two.
3: Hell yeah! Well, he's he's just he's he's exiting his prime now, so he's going to turn forty. He appeared in only twenty one games. He's done with his prime.
0: Uh, The Brewers have oh, see this guy's way too. Well, hang on here. Uh, How old would you be if you were born in nineteen ninety? Oh, he'd only be. 1997. That's younger than me, Joe. That's two. So he's only 22. Damn, because I got. Yep. their They're 11th ranked. He got eight more years to go. Damn it! Well, Peyton Henry's their 11th ranked prospect according to MLB.com. So he's currently on the Carolina
3: Mudcats. And that's High A. Yeah. What was every What damn. was every 30 year old that Stearns went after last year? You guys remember? Can you rattle? Oh my off? God! I was like
0: every every time the Brewers every would pitcher, bring a pitcher in, he was like some 32 year old from Triple A that nobody had ever heard of. Yeah.
3: There are so many of them. <laughs> what is your infinity with? Thirty-year-old Triple A. Here we go, Mart. Oh, Mart! Oh, he's
0: only twenty-four. Mario Feliciano plays for the Biloxi Shuckers. That's Double A. He's yep. He's twenty-three. Great logo. He's their twenty-third rated prospect. Too young. Way too young. See, they
4: don't really have anyone that's major league ready right now. The only one in the system that you would have is Jacob Nottingham, who you've seen already before, and he's not a guy I'm willing to bet on to be an everyday catcher.
3: He's inexperienced, Nelson. So, yeah. And he's only 24. He's got six more and years ago. Nelson, go. he's got so many years of seasoning. Yeah, Jacob Nottingham's got six more years of seasoning in AAA. <laughs> Big, Big Joe, in a,
0: in a shocker of all shockers, Big Joe tweets with of course, a gif. I think you'd need to look at Jake Taylor. I mean, I, that's but he. Would Big, he be like 60 plus? I was going to say, Big okay, Joe. Jake
3: Taylor was way past I his prime. I guarantee
0: Jake Taylor was over 40 years old, even in the movie. We are looking for, the, the again, Big Joe, to be successful for the Milwaukee Brewers, you have to be between 30 and 39 and be in, currently in AAA. If you are 30 to 39 years old and you're in AAA, David Stearns will call you. Not a lock that you'll get the job, but it's a guarantee your phone will ring from David Stearns.
3: Yeah, and uh, Jake Taylor right now currently. Yeah, holds Tom Berenger currently. Boys, he's 70. He's he's 40 years. He's 40 years past. He looked really
0: old in uh, inception. He's and 40, that yeah.
3: his knees are really bad.
0: Yeah, if his knees were shot in 1989, he looked a little rough for wear in uh, Inception. And that, that came out five years ago. And he
4: might be the catcher that actually sits on a bucket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I packed up the remaining. Totally tober shirts. Nice. And look, we're going to have a great uh, spread tomorrow at the red zone and it's senior day, final home game of the year. Please join us. Uh, one to three for the pregame. How lit, a little, how a, little lit.
3: a little sad. How lit do you think it's going to be though? I think it's, you guys
0: said that. It, I wasn't yeah, sure, but I think I it'll like, be Kent state. Cause remember the Northwestern game was like, it was comically bad. Like there was nobody down there and it was like the big 10 opener. We were the sixth ranked team in the country. I'm like, to quote the great Vince Lombardi, what the hell is going on? Here? Then the next week, they played that weird Kent State game that probably should have been played in like early yeah. September. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, did you see how bad it was for Northwestern? There's gonna be nobody down here. And it it was, crazy. was like insane. I think it's gonna be like that tomorrow. I think it's gonna be insane down there.
3: So oh yeah, because you weren't you were had um, coaching duties the last. I did not get the Iowa game. But, so yeah, you have you missed out on one pregame bash. My liver is pretty excited for the home games to come to an end, man. But last, Nelly, we got We've been getting after it a lot. That stretch of five in a row. I know there's a bye week in there, but that set the tone of. It was, it was well, fun, that's though. too much. It was, that it five was fun in a, though. Five
0: in a row is ridiculous. I'm gonna,
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna party on Saturday. I think I'm gonna get after it a little bit. You okay. gotta go. It's the final one. You have to, right? Yes. We're not gonna be back until. Well, I can tell you.
0: Uh, next year is a very bizarre schedule. They open for the first time ever with a Big Ten opponent. So Big Ten play for Badger football in two thousand twenty. Indiana uh at Camp Randall the first day uh of the season.
3: Are you serious? So, I can't wait, man. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna send it off right tomorrow. Uh you're going you're going big? <sighs> Yeah, I'm going big.
0: Do you think we're going to get the Rowdy character out and then a future retirement from the Rowdy I, character? I haven't
3: seen the Rowdy character, which means we'll in a certainly lot.
0: get an unretirement because it's not like the Rowdy character is done for life. The Rowdy, rowdy will character. We see the Rowdy
3: character tomorrow. The Rowdy character is now kind of turned more into a lover character. Like <laughs> Rowdy, the Rowdy character early on wanted to fight everyone. Now the Rowdy character just wants to have fun and love. I'm. I love the new Rowdy. Keep keep this Rowdy up. This
4: character is overplayed. <laughs> this character is overplayed.
3: I don't know. You Early on in the season, you told me, a little pie-eyed, that you were a stone-cold killer, and if anyone were to come to you, you would wreck them. <laughs> Last home game, you were telling me about like how you just want to have fun and you're having a good time.
4: And we were also talking about some other stuff at that other time. So, I mean, that's kind of out of context, but okay.
3: True, but you remember Rowdy? You remember oh, the, I, the I original Rowdy?
0: I got a picture of the Rowdy character from this year where it looked like he wet himself. I remember when well, the Rowdy character took a bunch of
3: ice and threw it at a bartender Ooh. and then wanted to fight Ooh. said bartender because he did nothing wrong, even oh, though man. that Rowdy character threw the ice. All bunch of fake news.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. By the way, uh, we're going to visit with our Badger and Speed of the Badgers. RJ coming up in about 10 minutes to get the game day preview. Check this schedule out next year. So, I said, so they open. I have nothing but love for Rowdy, by the oh, way. Sam, I, I mean, like I said, he's like, I always equate it, because I, I look at Nelson as, like, one of my children.
3: Oh, no, and,
0: and I was like, this. Yeah, I've shared this story many times. When you're at the, the playground and some other kid takes a gainer off the jungle gym, I mean, you don't want him to get seriously hurt, but it was just that – that well, that little kid wipeout. It's funny. If it's not your kid, it's funny. It's hilarious. Like, dude, you see that kid just biff? Yeah. If it's your kid, it's a national emergency, and you're calling nine one one on your phone in five seconds to make sure. That's like Nelson at the red zone. If he acts like an idiot in front of me, I'm like, you're an idiot. If anyone else <laughs> calls him an idiot, I'm like, don't you talk about no, him you like that. Don't you talk about Rowdy like that. You keep his his name out your mouth. Right. So Rowdy's, he's good. You're good with me, Nelson. No, this schedule next year. So you, you, oh, op- I'm sure he was really worried about that. They open with big Ten play Saturday, September 5th, Indiana. You have the Notre Dame game at camp Ram- or at Lambeau field on October 3rd, which by the way, the Ryder cup is going on the same day at whistling Straits. And then how about this for bizarreness the next week? Paul Bunyan's axe for the first time since the 90s won't be decided on the last game what? of the year. Minnesota comes to Camp Randall on October 10th. Wisconsin ends the year next year, November 28th at Iowa. Really? For the first time since the 90s. They don't Damn. finish the
3: season against the Gophers. That's kind of bizarre. That feels weird, doesn't it? Right? That's going to be a hell of a weekend, though. Royse, Ryder Cup. And, the, and I believe the
0: Packers have a home game. So you, you will go. Judas. Uh, you talk about your liver dying there. Wisconsin-Notre Dame, Packer home game, Ryder Cup, same weekend. Man. Woo!
3: Man. Man. I'm Man, ready for it, though. Man, will you be hungry. That's what separates the men from the boys, weekends like that.
0: How about this? Next year, no Ohio State, no Penn State, no Michigan State. Uh, your home games are... Technically Notre Dame, but it's at Lambeau. But I think that'll be a, a home game. Yeah, Minnesota, Illinois, talk about some payback there, uh, and Nebraska. Bucky, they, is, are we gonna have Bucky we, gonna get it going? I was just gonna say, are we gonna when when Graham Mertz is named up. a starter and they get rid of that Cone guy, they're totally going twelve and zero next year. I'm right? ready
3: for Mertz next year. Um, Bucky coming up, dude. Bucky coming up, undefeated season, college football playoff bound. I can feel it. Graham, led by Graham Mertz. It is. Uh, they do go to Mich- they, Michigan on September 26th. That'll
0: be the big one. You can get through Michigan, Indiana, Southern Illinois, Appalachian State, Minnesota, Maryland, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Nebraska. They could be 11-0 going to Iowa City Hell next year, yeah. baby. Let's go. I'm
3: ready for it. I'm I ready love to, this schedule. To quote Bob Seger, turn the page. Let's go. Or Metallica. Uh, turn by the, the way, pace. also,
0: how about this? The Northwestern game next year? Yeah. Wrigley Field.
3: Oh, I can't wait for the Badgers to just destroy and Wrigley. Yeah, I think we all need I mean, to after out the there. game. We all take a dump in exactly.
0: It. So you play at Lambeau Field and Wrigley Field. You don't have Minnesota last. You open with a Big Ten opponent. No Ohio State. No Penn State. Your home games are a bunch of turds. Wisconsin's rolling. Give me Graham Mertz for Heisman <laughs> rolling, in, rolling, in 2020.
3: Rolling. I love it, man. Yeah. Wrigley, Wrigley, doesn't deserve they don't deserve the Wisconsin Badgers to grace their presence there. Wrigley's a dump. Agreed.
0: 608-321-1670. All right, so we were talking at the
3: end of the uh,
0: the first hour or the second hour there about the, the the Packers 49ers. And well, on paper, right, if you're hyping this game, it's about D, it's about the Smith brothers versus Bosa versus D Ford versus these two great defenses. Well then you look at the numbers and you say, man. Both these teams have given up a ton of points over the last month. And you look at what the offense have done, because there was a time when we were saying, maybe the paradigm, maybe the model has shifted in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers is a game manager and the Packers are a defensive team. And then Rodgers has gone ham the last month. And Jimmy Garoppolo has gone ham the last month. And now are we looking at this game Sunday night where it's like, is this thing going to be like 35-31? Is this going to be a race to like 40 points for the winner on
3: Sunday night? I think it's going to be a shootout. So we were talking about the, the injuries before. The Green Bay Packers, they only had a couple of guys not participate or have limited time off because of veteran rest. So that was like Tremont Williams, Mercedes Lewis, Brian Bulaga, uh, and Jimmy Graham. So that was just veterans rest, something to get. If you look at the other side of the ball, the Niners are really banged up. And, Nelson, you said, you know, like George Kittle. What are the Packers bad at on defense? Covering tight ends in the running game? But covering tight ends, George Kittle did practice yesterday and he said that practice went really well. Uh, but he also noted that his decision to play isn't ultimately his, uh, but he sounded like a guy who was planning I to play. I believe
4: on Wednesday he also said he felt really, really, really good, to quote him, yeah. and he didn't practice.
3: Yeah, so yesterday he did practice, but he said it went really well and it was a, ste- a good step in the right direction, and the goal is to, to play against the Packers on Sunday. That could still be smoking mirrors. Totally. They have, like, what, seven people, I think, on their injury report, the Niners. So, a lot of guys banged up there. Packers, we were talking about yesterday, I can't believe how healthy they are.
0: No, and Incredible. Rob Reichler, Packer Insider, said it, um, that maybe one time in his career covering the Packers, and he said he's been doing it since 2001, he could think of one time where there was a week, and this is week 12, he was saying it any week, he thought there was maybe one time in his, what, 18-year career of covering the Packers that no players were on the injury report. This is literally the healthiest the Packers have ever been for a game. Like, ever. Not week not week 12, like, ever. Like, they've had players in week one start the season on injury reserve, right? They've had players go down, you know, for the season in week one or week two. This is week 12. They have zero players on the injury report. Zero for the game on Sunday night. Zero. So does that is that another reason why this thing could be a blowout or a blowout offensively, well, com- like a ton of points scored?
4: Isn't that just crazy to you that the Packers can have pretty much no injuries right now, and yet they still don't have a second receiver?
0: What about what about Jake Kumro? Did you guys know he went to UW-Whitewater? What? He did? Yeah.
4: Joe, we're looking for a second receiver, not a fifth.
3: <laughs> Alan Lazard said he's ready to be the number one, Nelly. He's that guy.
4: Well, I'm glad I'm I'm all good about confidence, but that's just a little insane to be number one.
0: Okay, okay. here you go. It, it is man. Friday, oh, Conspiracy yeah. Theory Friday. The Packers have never been this unhealthy or healthier. It's not that they're healthier this year. They so badly wanted Mike McCarthy removed <laughs> last year that questionable. It was like the doctor in any given Sunday where, like, the owner told him this guy who shouldn't play can play and this guy who can play shouldn't play. They, they were fudging the injury reports in years past to systematically deep state Packers, Mark Murphy wanted, Mike McCarthy removed. And they fudged the injury reports in years past to stack the deck against a highly successful NFL head coach. What do you think, Ebo, as a funding member of the Mike McCarthy fan club? How can you say in 12 years of McCarthy they were never this healthy? And and Rob Reichel said it's all luck. I said, what, are they doing something differently with the training staff? He said, no. Training training staff. So how can it be? It's got to be something internally. It was a...
3: I don't know if that makes much sense.
0: It's a conspiracy theory. Do some conspiracy theories make sense? Do you really think the government's got UFOs in a closet somewhere in the Nevada desert? That's why it's called a conspiracy theory. I, I, I do think that. So do I.
3: I think what it was, was I don't even think it's a conspiracy theory, Aaron Rodgers tanked last season to fire Mike McCarthy. I think that's that's not a conspiracy theory. But the, okay, so how, so
0: you think they were legitimately were it, that injured the last couple years? Yeah, like,
3: totally. Jordy Nelson tore his ACL just jumping. What, did he, Ibo? Yeah, did he really? He did. Um, hamstrings popped everywhere for the, the Packers.
0: Uh, Nelson, do you think it's crazy to think, think about, about that,
3: that they have never been this healthy in – since
0: 2001, Rob, right? In 18 years, is that a coincidence?
4: Coincidence? I think it's just luck. You talk about Jordy Nelson. Jordan Nelson was out there. Was it at practice or family night? Whatever it was,
3: it was a wasn't a preseason game. It
4: was a game?
0: preseason game. Um, it was it against the Raiders or something? Or? It was the Steelers. Steelers, and it was he a, didn't even get touched. He did not get. It was an uncontact. He went to plant his foot in turn up field after he caught a bubble screen. Unlucky, and his knee blew out. Yeah. It,
4: uh, injuries are hundred percent luck. You never want them. You're not trying to get them. You're not trying to stay healthy. Brewers or Brewers Packers are just fortunate. Look at the Bears last year. They won twelve games. They're going to struggle to win eight this year. And they were relatively the healthiest team in the NFL last year.
3: Dude, yeah, they just got good luck on their side. I mean, it
0: probably is luck. I just that's crazy. To I mean, to the never... floor
3: sold is soul to the devil for one year. <laughs> For no injuries, <laughs>
0: it was like that. Uh, what was it? The Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, the end, days, the end of Days, where he had to make the deal with the devil to uh, to to save the the humanity. That's, you or,
3: think that Aaron Rodgers, like- he's from California. He's part of Holly Weird. They're all
4: Satanists. Wouldn't you think it's luck if Rob Reichel <laughs> can only remember one year in eighteen? That's healthy? what I'm
0: saying. But I, I, you, you really, that's crazy. That, that week twelve, they don't have one guy on the injury report. I, 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 I like, I can't believe that. All right, real quick, Conrad, what do you got? Hey, hey, Conrad. Just in honor of our buddy Bernie, in the Hebrew language, there is no word for coincidence. I don't believe coincidence exist, Conrad. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason, and there is something going on. And we'll just leave it at that. Later. <laughs>
3: you, that was short
0: and sweet. Um, didn't we determine that Ebo early on? You was... always
3: say that I did, but I never agreed. Okay. To well, you,
0: I do you believe there is a such thing as a coincidence?
3: I don't. Yes, think... I do. Okay. Nelson? I would say there's
4: something as a coincidence, but this isn't one of them.
3: Like, Nelson and I both wore chili pepper shirts the other day. Was wow. that a coincidence or was God trying to show us something?
0: Yeah, if you believe Anthony Ketis is God, as I kind of did in like 1992, then sure. Uh, do you think RJ's God? Is he the God of Badger Insiders?
3: Sure. Um, the God thing, No, the God thing is throwing me. Okay, under.
0: is he a deity? Yes. of he's a badger incisor for sure.
3: What do the Brewers need? Because last time we looked at their website, they had what one pitcher, two pitchers they, listed, they three pitchers listed.
0: They have no the, the the box at first base is blank, and the starting pitching four and five. If you go to MLB.com, is blank. And it's got like Travis Shaw, like Nelson's floating head of the Pirates gym on Mount Notice. Travis Shaw's name's just floating because they have no idea where to put Travis Shaw. The Brewers have some massive... Is David Stern still the smartest guy in the room, Nelson, right now? And he just wants to prove it. He basically said, I'm going to make this roster so impossible with no free agents this year. There's no good free agents really in baseball. Is Stern's just going to say, dude, watch this. I got it. Watch me.
4: I'm not even going to start to dabble with talking poop about david stern right it's now it's, it's, it's still november he's got plenty of time this winter to do something but yeah right now the brewers don't have a starting catcher a first baseman really at all or and a there's rotation. a lot of question marks at third base
3: i do have an update on the milwaukee brewers though yeah boys down from 450 dollars, we're now looking at 340 dollars for a authentic christian yelich jersey on mlbshop.com that took long just a week it is now $100 cheaper, my friends. Well.
4: Catch me saw. How about that?
3: Okay, I got it. Anthony Rendon,
0: third baseman, Milwaukee Brewers. What do you think now? We're going to swap Grandal for Rendon.
4: <clears throat> then what pitching are you going to sign? All
3: right, I I have the uh, the depth That's chart a, up. I don't
0: bet. know. Nelson, don't argue with me. I am just I was on a roll here.
3: I have the depth chart up for the Milwaukee Brewers uh, on their website. Pina, Fritas, and Nottingham are your catchers. First base, they did plug T. Shaw in there, then Braun, then Saladino. Hira, second base. Saladino, second base. Uh, and Mathias, second base. Ar- Ar- Nellie, your boy Orlando Arcia, obviously chilling at shortstop. Third base, they have T. Shaw there, too. So Travis wow. Shaw's doing double duty really on good. defense. He's covering first Woo. and third. Hopefully he doesn't have to do
4: double duty hitting.
3: Well, and then looking at the pitching rotation, it goes Woodruff, Davies, Hauser, Souter, Burns, then Freddie Peralta going six-man.
0: Well, how about this? How about that, boys? Nelson, I got it. You asked me, what about pitching? Okay, so we're going to give Rendon an ass-ton of money. He's going to play third. You said, what about pitching? This guy said— So
4: now you have probably about $12 million left to play with.
0: Okay, this guy's rated as the 15th best free agent, according to MLB.com. He said he loved playing in Miller Park. Because it, quote, was more like a home stadium for his team. So I would assume Cole Hamels would love to pitch at Miller Park. Cole Hamels, he's a free agent.
4: Now you might have $2 million left over. You added Um, two people.
0: Well, okay, do I need another pitcher still?
4: You need a lot more. Okay.
0: Uh, They have the 18th rated pitcher. Uh, You know, he would love to come back home. We always love bringing him home. We we can bring in Will Smith.
4: Well, he already signed. Oh, well, we can... And it was for $13 million. Damn, so
0: oh. $2 million wouldn't get Will Smith. Oof. That's all I got. I'm going to get Rendon and... Uh, and For $2 million,
3: you might be able to call sign Hamels. Will
4: Smith to do a little Mr. 3000 reboot.
0: <laughs> I'm an extra in that movie.
3: Robert, weren't you watching it last night? Yeah, it was night?
4: on last night. Did you see me? No. <laughs> I looked hard, though.
0: I'm sitting right behind the Brewers dugout on first base, rocking a box of popcorn and a beer.
4: Uh, no, you didn't see him? I only had it on for about 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> that movie it's is underrated I mean, movie. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Yeah. That movie. What?
3: Don't not even good, go not there. Not a good one. You already
0: trashed yourself, you two, this week with your Willow takes. Don't go down this bad road like, and die on the hill I would Mr. rather watch Mr.
3: 3000 than Willow. Oh, 100% I'd rather Mr.
4: watch Mr. 3000 is 2000. a good, bad
0: movie. Nelson, you've never seen Willow, so you can't say that.
3: I've, and you haven't seen it since you six.
4: Who cares? I saw the poster for it. It looks terrible.
3: Mr. 3000 would, would win a freaking Oscar before Willow. Um, so, okay, well, uh, here's it. You know what the Brewers should really do?
4: I think they need to try and buy low on some pitchers that have high ceilings, a.k.a. like Alex Wood, who was really good with the Dodgers just a couple years ago, had a injury plague season with the Reds last year. Same thing with Danny Salazar. He was with Cleveland, shown a lot of potential, but he's been a little dinged up here lately. And then maybe even take a chance on a Julio Tehran. I think those are three pitchers that they could nail down, probably all three of them combined for $25 million.
0: We could definitely get Zach Wheeler for $2 million, right? That $2 million you said after I've left If you over. move
4: the decimal point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they're saying five years, $200 million first. Okay, so I'm off a decimal point on that. Oh, here we go. This now seems very doable, Nelson. Four years, fifty two million. That's what they're predicting for Madison Baumgartner. Mad Bum. Bring him in. Bring him back. We almost had him at the trade deadline. Mad Bum.
4: That's still over ten million dollars. What are the a Brewers year? gonna do?
0: I'm just spitball. This is a brainstorming <laughs> yeah, session, spitball, you guys. Like you're spitballing like they're like you're spitballing like, like all the these Dodgers old or hazarding. something. <laughs> That's what all there is. Have you seen the free agent market this year? Oh, here you go, Nelson. Got it. Well, I
4: already told you who I like. Let Those guess. three guys. Brock Holt, I also think could be a nice piece for the Brewers because he's a guy that he's played pretty well for Boston last year, and he's a guy that can play anywhere in the infield.
3: You guess you're gonna want go get Garrett Cole. <laughs> nope. I'm
0: this is the <laughs> that'd be a good one. <laughs> nope. I've got the Nelson Redemption Tour. He's predicted for three years thirty million. Come on, that's doable. Nelson, you should have went to Oklahoma and had him last season. We had an RV, I'll set up for you. Ebo had it clear that we would have paid you for it. Yeah, Dallas season. Keuchel to the Brewers. See, I yeah.
4: think it, I feel like the Brewers would have went after him last year if they really wanted them. Duh. And they were what winning kicking the tires winning. at best on him. Yeah. I don't think I see him with the Brewers.
3: Especially right. since it he signed I in it. I got Michael
0: Hamels, Rendon. What an awesome And then
3: if we just fe- bomb. And just feeling like maybe Steven Strasburg too. No, I mean if we want to throw <laughs> all
4: those guys together, we're going to really have to break the bank. All right, and Alex is going to start some more businesses. Those
3: yellows jerseys instead of 340 they're now they're going to be $1000. Well, if
4: you want Garrett Cole, that's probably close to 40. Strasburg's probably close to 40. So we'll because just say about roughly— million right now? We'll say between the two, 75 million.
3: Okay.
4: Uh, who else did you want? Bumgardner.
0: All right, boys. I, I'd rather have Cole Hamels because he says he loves pitching at Miller Park because oh, it Cole feels Hamels like home. Cole is
4: probably 10 million. And all then right. there was one more. Who else did you name?
3: Oh, uh, Keichel. Keichel.
4: Yeah. We, that's about $100 million a year.
3: We're going to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. We're going to get to work extra hard here, some overtime pay, and we're all going to start buying Yellich jerseys from MLBshop.com to fund this Experiment. According
0: to Forbes celebrity net worth, as of today, Mark Antanasio is just north of seven hundred million. Um we could bake rump them dude, in one year. Uh, well that's two he's that still leaves him five. What what can you or buy? Or I think we
4: could add Wood, Salazar, sounded, Tehran, and uh, Holt for about thirty five million.
0: What can you buy with seven hundred million that you can't with five hundred million? Trying, you sound
3: very socialist, you know. I'm just saying he's got money. We can go get you sound very Libby.
0: I'm just saying the guy's got money. <laughs> All right. Set the pony up, baby. 608-321-1670. So uh, if you want to wait on the birds. So uh, Rafael, he's with you, Ebo. He's joining Team Ebo on and over. So is the bet of the week? Well, he, by the way, he likes uh, a lot Green Bay plus three. But is the bet of the week, you guys, over 46 points on Sunday night? Do you guys think this is a track meet, Packers and,
3: and 49ers? I think so. I think it's going to be a shootout, man. I, like LaFleur, it's going to be the coaching staff versus the other because they know each other. They're going to have to pull out all the stops, I think. And then you've got Aaron Rodgers with the chip on his shoulder, not being drafted by the 49ers because we know he always carries a chip on his shoulder. You have um, – I think it's just going to be opened up. Jimmy GQs going to prove that he's the new kid in the block. He's handsome. He's better than Aaron Rodgers. I think we're primed for a shootout. I
4: Don't actually worry. got it going the other way. I think if it was at 46, you said the total 46 was,
3: and a half right
0: now.
4: I think I'd go under. I feel like yes because Shanahan and LaFleur know each other, they might be feeling each other out for the first half. I feel like especially with the Packers getting an extra week to prep, their defense should in theory be better. And then on the other side, San Francisco, their defense isn't the one that's dinged up, it's the offense. So I feel like they'll still be able to put some pressure on the Packers' offense. I feel like everyone's talking up how it's supposed to be supposed to be this high-scoring game. You know, Jimmy G's gonna let it fly. Aaron Rodgers gonna let it fly. It's these two offensive innovative coaches. I think the under hits.
3: Nelson, when's the last time the Packers' defense was good?
4: Two thousand ten. All right.
3: So let me ask oh, you do you, do you said you said in theory that they should come off this bye and like shut down the, the Niners offense, right? No, they should be better. What's what's okay, define Defined better for the Packers than what the they year. have been playing the last five weeks. What did we look it up there? What were they ranked again in total defense? I can't remember. Packers. Do you remember when the guy named Aaron? They're 18th Aaron Rodgers, in
0: total defense. They're 29th in yards allowed.
3: 29th. Remember
4: when Aaron Rodgers said, "I think we have a defense." Yeah,
0: he
3: lied to us.
4: <laughs> was it
0: the first
3: time excited. he's ever lied to you, Joe?
0: Yeah, absolutely. He had nothing to do with McCarthy. If what about that's what say, you're implying at
3: the end of the year when he said he loved Mike McCarthy and he wasn't trying to get him fired? I think he lied to us then too.
0: Well, McCarthy was too busy getting a massage to get the message.
3: That was also a lie. Um,
0: all right. Do you uh, – okay, so if you go by Vegas's no, numbers of... – <laughs> stop it. Twenty four. Vegas <laughs> is predicting – so if the over is 46 and the 49ers are a three-point favorite because the line actually opened at 45. So what Vegas is predicting, 24-21 49ers. If you, if you read between the lines of the over, under, where it opened and where the game opened, Vegas is predicting a 24-21 49er win Sunday night you agree or disagree with that assessment that it'll be three points one and if three points is basically a pick them for a home team so you're basic are you guys basically agreeing that vegas saying this is a toss-up it's a pick them it's a fuel goal game at the end one way or the other
3: where's the panthers defense rated do you still have that up by the way
0: uh i do not i will offer that for you well i'm just
3: because i'm looking at remembering what late late october the niners hung 51 points on the carolina panthers do you remember that? I do. I'm pretty sure the Panthers defense is better than the Packers defense. They had fifty one points on them, and then those Cardinals games, they were getting into shootouts with them 36 26. And the one was 28 25. Uh Panthers, but that offense
4: also had every single running back at its disposal. George Kittle, who's a top yeah, that's two true. tight end.
3: That is
0: true. Uh yes, the Panthers are let's see, are they ahead of
3: the Packers? They are ahead of the Packers. And by I think that was one spots. of
4: Kyle Allen's terrible games. Coincidence? I think not.
3: Yeah, what did Jimmy GQ do in that game? I threw two. <laughs> Jimmy GQ only had 175 yards and two tutties. No, that that was the game. What's his? Uh, but that's how Tevin Coleman, Coleman went crazy. And what are the Packers bad at?
0: Stopping. The, yeah, he had 183 rushing yards and three touchdowns in that game. So that wasn't. I mean, look, they still scored 51 points, but there was two pick sixes by the 49er defense, and Kevin Tevin Coleman had three touchdowns. That's 35 points right there. Yeah. So th- that's how you. That's how that game gets away from you. Uh, 608-321-1670. Gavin, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show.
1: Hey, boys. How are we feeling this morning? I'm feeling Margin awesome charge, like a Friday. Bro. Like
0: I
3: wish I had a beer in my hand right Killing now, Gavin. It. I'm ready to fish frying some old fashions.
1: Shouldn't be too long yet, boys. Sounds pretty good right now.
3: Yeah, how are you feeling?
1: Uh, feeling good, Ebo. We got big games this weekend, brother. I think really? Sunday, man. I'm just going to lock myself into my recliner there. I don't think I'm moving for about nine hours. Yeah,
3: working that ass groove in that recliner, you know?
1: Man, we got some good football on Sunday. Hey, guys, I'm actually going to... I'm going to agree with Nelly here. I think you get these primetime games, two teams that they know they're going to be fighting for playoff spots here. Lots of times teams will be a little tight in that first half. You see that a lot in playoff games, too. This is kind of like a playoff game. Um, I think these teams are going to come out and kind of feel themselves in the first half. There might be a lot of running. Um, I think that first half is going to be low scoring. I think the second half will open up a bit, guys. But bottom line is, and you talked about it, Ebo, um, the, the number that they put up on the Panthers, it's all going to come down to the Packers stopping the run, and that's it. I mean, well, how many they, weeks have been saying that? I I know, I know. I they have done it in a couple of big spots. They they actually showed up against Zeke, which was yeah. odd. Um, I I don't I don't know, guys. The Niners haven't ran very well the last few weeks, but I I think it all comes down to that. I, if you can stop the run, I don't think Jimmy G is necessarily the guy that's going to be able to beat the Packers. I mean, there's all he's kind of like Cousins or Stafford, right? There's like two or three throws a game that he's going to give you to pick. Um, I don't whether or not the Packers actually catch those. We'll see, but I think it's all about stopping the run, guys. You saw what they did to the Panthers in that game. They just ran all over them. Um, if the Packers can't stop that, they're going to be in trouble. The Niners are just going to play keep away all game from Rodgers. but. Um, I'm going to go with a homer pick here, say the Packers could win this one, guys. I'll go 23 20 Green Bay. Go pack, go. See you again, Thank Have you Gavin. One, I appreciate yeah.
0: you. Uh, yeah, and don't forget, by the way, speaking of predictions, Joan Evil score predictor. Go to madcitysportszone.com. I, I, I knew this was going to be a good weekend. I had a feeling when I got up today. We say good morning to our uh, sports director, Zach Halbert. Recently, congratulations, Zach. Uh, named best man in former Packer Greg Jennings' wedding. It's got to be a big, <laughs> a big get for you. Yeah, congratulations. I,
3: I know you guys are such buddies.
2: It's going on top of the resume. Oh yeah, for sure. What a douchebag! So, what is no, that guy? No. What a clown! So
3: can, let me ask you real quick, Zach: Are you going to Greg's house, or is Greg coming to your house for Thanksgiving?
2: <laughs> We're, I'm I'm heading there. Uh, <laughs> big big. He invited me. His sister is also a big fan of me. So yeah, it's uh it's good. I, again, life skills. Pissing off Greg Jennings is going to
3: be at the top uh, of that Is house. it the first time you've done that on Twitter? What is it the first time you've done that on Twitter? Is piss off Greg Jennings?
2: Piss off, Greg Jennings. Yes. Piss off. Piss off, other people. No. Does that guy literally have
0: a second act? He literally <laughs> has one play. Rip on Aaron Rodgers. Like, does he have anything else in his life that he can hang his hat on than ripping on Aaron Rodgers?
2: Him and him and uh, JerMichael Finley. That that is their post-playing career. Like that. That's the description of their post-playing career. Talk about Aaron Rodgers and our relationship and how he doesn't want to talk to me anymore and how he won't call me back and how he won't talk to me whatsoever and. Ugh, every six months it shows up, and it's just so annoying. It's beyond annoying at this point.
3: And a big J like you used a dirty word on Twitter. That's how annoyed you were, Zach. I love it.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yep. Can't obviously use the word now, but yeah. Hey, I used some Heck dirty.
3: Yeah. I used some dirty words after I heard that Micah Potter uh, got denied by the NCAA. Oh. What the hell's up with that?
2: That's a pathetic institution. Um, you know, it's. It wasn't surprising that he got the night again. I mean, they had said no three times before, so a fourth time wasn't overly surprising, even if they did hear from him personally. Um, but it is obviously disappointing because he's done everything the right way as Greg Guard. I mean, Greg Guard went off on them last night um, after his after the game, and deservedly so. I mean, they, I, all these other waivers going through it, everyone has a different story, but uh, Micah's story is as close to possible as you could point to and say student-athlete. He stayed at Ohio State to keep on pace for graduation, you know, and so he didn't transfer over for a year. He's not played in 18 months. It's going to be 21 months by the time uh, he plays next month. And uh, he's going to have missed, I think it's 47 games that he could potentially play in. It's just insane. Uh,
0: visiting with our sports director, Zach Heilprin. Uh, I, I mean, look, there's no rhyme or reason, right? I mean, we talked about this, you know, the kid from St. Mary's who played last year and didn't, and Hot Potter who didn't play but now is not playing. Obviously, you know, Tom Izzo, you know, quitting his his committee position at a protest with Hauser. I mean, did he really think that Joey Hauser was going to play this year? I mean, I I give Izzo credit for making a statement, but he's he's a moron if he thinks that that Hauser is going to play like Moran. I said I said this earlier, I mean, is, the, is is the next step eventually Zach where the big 10s and the SECs just get together and say enough is enough. Like, we're out of here. We're going to start we're going to basically just become the AAA for the NBA and for the NFL and and
2: peace out NCAA. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think so. There's just too much money tied up there. I mean, um, because we're all thinking about basketball, we're all thinking about football, and thinking. I mean, those are obviously the big sports, but the NCAA does so much else for the other things that you'd be kind of screwing yourself there. But yes, the NCAA is. It has to change. I mean, they. The we're seeing some changes. You know, in the potentially paying them at some point, maybe not directly from the NCAA or not directly from the schools, but getting money in their pockets in some way. Uh, some way possible, but the, the waiver process has to be, the waiver process has to be uh lot, uh, you know, airtight. It can't have, it can't have variations between committees. It can't have this one guy gets it and this other guy doesn't get it. It has to be right down the line. There can be no exceptions. It has to be fair for everybody. And right now it's not. And it wasn't fair to Mike Potter and because he got screwed with a certain seven person committee as opposed to somebody else. I mean, it's just, That is the most frustrating. frustrating part of it is there's just no uh, consistency between between cases. And um, you know, if you're going to deny everybody, okay, I think we could all get on board with that. But they're not, and it's kind of like the. I think I mentioned this before. It's kind of like the strike zone in baseball. Just be consistent. Have if a strike is going to be called a strike, okay, call a strike for everybody. But the NCAA is not doing that.
3: A bunch of losers. All right, Zach, switch gears here. You have a hell of a weekend coming up here. want to tell everyone what you're doing Saturday, then Sunday.
2: I'm getting trashed at the pregame uh, bash with you guys. Responsibly? Uh, no, no, I'm not kidding. I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I no he- heading there because I can't wait to to see you guys uh, Saturday. What is that? At one tomorrow?
3: Yeah, yeah. One to three.
2: Yeah, one to three at uh, the red zone. Yeah, then uh, obviously Wisconsin, Purdue, and then get it up on Sunday and going out to San Francisco, and then turning around and getting on the red eye back and be back here on Monday at like eight o'clock. So yeah, uh, a couple so- of big games and big one out there how do
3: you think it goes on saturday for wisconsin how do you think it goes on sunday for the packers
2: i think wisconsin wins and sets up a huge huge game next saturday in minneapolis and then i i i don't see the packers going in the, in there and doing it i have memories or uh, flashbacks of um, joey bosa just wrecking the offensive line back in uh, when they were in uh, at la yeah and now you get uh, Nick Bosa, and it's not the same player, but they have similar type players in their front, and that'd be the scariest thing. And then on offense, I mean, George Kittle sounds like he's going to play, and Packers haven't stopped the tight end all year. So uh, I'm anxious to see how how it looks. This is as big a test as they've had all year, and, you know, um, just not confident that they're going to be able to do it. But either way, I, I mean, I haven't been confident in a lot, of, a lot of things that they've done this year, and they've proved you're wrong consistently
0: uh visiting with our sports director Zach Heilprin so tomorrow's senior day Zach uh would you if you were running the the you know the athletic department or the sports information department would you you call it senior day plus one because I think we all understand this is Jonathan Taylor's last game I mean it's about honoring the seniors but Jonathan Taylor to not probably ever get the send-off he deserves can can we have a special uh Zach Heilprin senior day celebration for uh, JT tomorrow
2: we should, kind of like Melvin back in 2014 where you knew that was going to be it. Right. Um, it's I would say Senior Day plus two. I think Tyler Biotic probably yeah, is also yeah, that's a good uh, point. playing his final game. So, yeah, so instead of 13 seniors, essentially 15. Uh, and, you know, J.P., uh, we'll, I think we'll probably appreciate him a few years down the line. I don't think everybody realizes how special he has been. It's pretty hard because he just makes everything look routine. But uh, potentially next year when – You know, a run that he probably would make go for eight yards only goes for four. Uh, I think people start, um, you know, really, I guess, embracing him and 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 the idea of how great he was when that happens. But uh, I'm actually looking forward to what he's got. Got two straight 200 yard games. Can he make it three? And he's had two 200 against Purdue. The last you know the first two down or first two games that he's played them Uh, had 321 last year. So um, yeah, can he get to 2,000 yards this season? I think that's uh, probably a storyline I'm looking to see tomorrow, whether he can get close enough to it that he'll have a chance in the final two or three games.
0: Hey, final thought before you let you go. What gives better odds to Ebo and I eating the baseball on air, Ohio State or Penn State winning? Because I would say if Penn State wins, that's what you want if you want to entertain Nelson's insane theory of Wisconsin, the college football playoff. Because if Ohio State wins, even if Wisconsin beat Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, doesn't Ohio State still make a claim that they could get in? So you, you want Penn State to win clean tomorrow, right, Zach? And then Wisconsin to beat Penn State in a Big Ten championship game,
3: right?
2: We're still doing this?
0: <laughs> I have yes. to deal with it every <laughs> yes, day, so, yep, you're going to suffer my pains, Zach Kyle. <laughs> well,
3: he <laughs> suffers it after you leave, then he goes and Nelson
0: Nelson starts,
2: around. I don't even, when I, we're not even on the air yet,
0: and he's running through scenarios every morning. You're going to hey, hey, feel my question, pain today.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, question for you guys. You say the bet is eat it baseball on air? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at what point are we going to pay off the Minnesota-Penn State bet?
0: Oh wait, yeah. Where is the robot fornicating? Where story? is
2: the robot that Ebo has to mount? Oh, I'll
3: totally bang a robot. You, just... you say that,
2: but I haven't seen any uh, evidence towards. I'm waiting for so
3: that. sex robots are expensive. I'm waiting for Joe to pay up his money of four hundred ninety-four dollars that he owes <laughs> me, so then I could buy a sex robot and bang that's it.
2: That's fair. All right, that's fair. Because I don't want. I, I, you know, I don't want to.
3: I don't want to rent a sex robot.
2: Well, yeah, right, right, right. You never know where it's been. I'd rather buy one. Black, don't want to put a black light on that thing. Um, yeah,
3: right.
2: But right, yeah, no, but. Well, I, you know what I'll do? If Joe pays you and me, I'll give you my money to help you <laughs> oh, buy an up. I know. know I have, that's okay, but I will say
3: this. I'm going to get after it tomorrow for the final Zone Bus pregame bash. The UW has those new food delivery robots. Mm-hmm. So if I go for a yeah, walk. just hump it quick. And I'm we'll going to hump a it a i will hump it quick if I find one.
0: All right. I'm
2: not sure that that's going to qualify, but okay. it's a robot, is it not? Hey, hey, Zach. Speaking Humble of a robot or have sex with a the robot, there's two different things.
0: There. Well, Zach. Speaking of humping, uh, you Quick are trigger. a. trigger. Hang on. Speaking of humping, Zach, you are a Middleton resident and alum. Will you be at the Naughty Pilgrim uh, next Wednesday night at Silk Exotic for our turkey dinner? Of
3: course. <laughs> can I can I put that in writing? Is that yeah? Can we pen put that in pen? You pencil that in. You can pencil that in, yeah. Pencil or pen? Pen. No, pen. I said pencil. Blood. Permanent
0: marker. Nelson's gravy.
2: <laughs> yes, gravy. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> hey, Zach. we'll see you tomorrow.
0: Yep, sounds good. Guys. See you, buddy. There he is, Zach Kyle from Big Weekend for him from Wisconsin to San Francisco.